the B. Damn. Hello? Who is it? Megan the Stallion and the B. And welcome back to Poor Life Decision. I'm Chris. I'm Doyen, a.k.a. Oda Mae Brown. Okay, who is that? I, you completely floored me with that one. <laughs> it was Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> In what? In Ghost. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, I have never seen Ghost all the way through. <laughs> <laughs> me neither, but it was just, I was looking up you know, black actresses, and her name spoke to me, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, again, welcome back. You know, we don't know what day it is. We're just here. <laughs> it's a day. It is a day. So That's like yesterday. <laughs> listen, I don't even know if yesterday exists. Did it happen? <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> so, Dillian, why don't you tell the people what's been going on and what you are drinking? So I went out in my patio today, Ooh. and I was just just looking at my plants, checking on like water needs, and I looked at my strawberry plant, and it's growing strawberries. Oh it my so god! Exciting. <laughs> I cannot wait for the muddled strawberry cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, that's great! Yeah, right now they're white, so I don't know how long it takes for them to get like red yeah. and ripe but it's just exciting i don't it know why is. i'm so like shocked that my strawberry plate is baking strawberries but um i know when i talked to my sister about my list of plants she said strawberries are kind of a spring plant so i think that's why i was like i bought it and i was like i don't know if it's gonna produce anything but we're gonna give it a try give it a try um, amen and I'm so excited. And then my tomato plant, I repotted it yesterday. It's a good thing I did because I took it out of the pot and, like, the roots were, like, all around the pot or, like, all around inside the pot. Oh, wow. Because the roots were getting big. So I repotted it in a bigger pot. And so hopefully things will be good. It'll be happy. Well, Lazy uh, Pants over here hasn't planted anything. <laughs> Is it too late? I don't think it's too late. It's um, not too late. I'm gonna definitely. I I have to go to my office tomorrow, so I try to like when I go out. I try to do like everything at one time, so I'm not going out multiple mm -hmm. days. So I'll probably run by Home Depot and you know get it popping then. <laughs> <laughs> um, today I tried to watch like Amazon suggested movies. But um, there's something wrong with their algorithm. And so the movies they've been suggesting with me are just not. It's a lot more complicated than the simple rom-com that I want. <laughs> so, okay. Um, Do you share that login with anyone? Mm, no. Okay. Because my mom throws my Netflix off. Like, <laughs> I mean, the stuff that they're suggesting, I know it's because of her. And I'm like, I don't watch this mess. <laughs> Right. It's just like newer Amazon movies, but that's not what I want. I want like Hallmark level rom-coms. <laughs> but um, I just finished watching this movie where this woman, uh, her husband died. Uh -huh. um, the way he died was ridiculous. So basically he's allergic to peanuts and this bird had ate peanuts and pooped on him. 
and he died from anaphylactic shock. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) So her mom buys her this like blow up doll. I don't know why, but the blow up doll will like turn into her husband for her to, and she'll like talk to it and stuff like that. It's it's weird. (laughs) You you don't watch Black Mirror. No, and she was agoraphobic after her husband died. So that was another struggle and mess. (laughs) And then she ran outside once and her mama died. (laughs) I'm just like, what's happening? This sounds a lot like a Black Mirror episode, like a a real Black Mirror episode that was kind of like the Mm -hmm. same thing. Like, I mean, not the way the husband died, but the whole doll. And yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, it was interesting. Wow. um, As far as what I'm drinking tonight, I call it a spicy Manhattan. So basically it's a Manhattan, but I um, added some Mike's hot honey in it. Mm. Doyen loves hot honey. Doyen loves hot things. Mm -hmm. I had, (laughs) the reason why I even thought to do it was um, I had a Popeye's biscuit and I had Mike's hot honey. I didn't have any other honey, so I ate that with my biscuit. Mm. And then I was like, "What can I do with a cocktail?" <laughs> so, like, speaking of Popeyes, I get really offended when people like fry their chicken and like put honey on it for everyone. Like, I don't like that. I don't like you to do that. But I do want to put honey on my chicken myself. But like, I don't want you to cook it that way. I want to just drizzle a little honey on it myself. Sorry. Uh, talking about Popeyes, that made me think about that. Because that was like, where that's I... some new country shit that I've never heard of before. <laughs> that was where I learned of... I don't think it's country at all, because most people that I... I'm country. Most of the people I know are country, and they don't do that. But I learned <laughs> from a friend, going to Popeyes, put a little honey on your chicken. And I've seen it, like, in recipes before. I don't like mm. it in recipes. But let me tell you, just try it. Next time you go to Popeye's, just try it on a little piece. It is divine. And I'm a person that I don't really like. I don't like, I like salting and sweet, but I don't like savory and sweet to mix. Mm -hmm. But it's good. It's good. (laughs) Okay, well, um, I don't have anything going on. So (laughs) I've just been, um, actually working a lot today in the past couple days um so that's pretty much all i've been doing tonight i am drinking a uh lemonade vodka just a real simple lemonade vodka i was trying to decide what i wanted to drink and so i do the click it at kroger you know where they bring the groceries out to you whatever and they substituted my simply lemonade for uh, the light version, and I don't like that. So I thought right. I'll just right. So I just thought I'll use that tonight. This will be a way to force me to go ahead and drink it because I mean I have it. So and it's not bad with vodka in it. So hey, I have been trying out lately more of my um, gin infusions. I also um, I think I made a gin and tonic for the show one night using the Santa Cruz cucumber and lime juice i made mm-hmm. one um a couple of nights ago and i added some of the lavender syrup and mm-hmm. it was perfect the last time i used the lavender syrup i was too heavy-handed it was <laughs> it was too much 
This was <laughs> perfect. Also, I still haven't gotten my big bottle yet. Hmm. Oh, I learned a trick. So if you go into your orders, uh-huh. you go in and you change shipping speed to one day uh-huh. and whatever, however long that they said they're going to send it to you, they'll send it to you the next day. Do they charge me for that? I don't think so. I don't think my friend. I heard it from my friend, and I didn't have anything to try it on because I don't have any Amazon out- orders outstanding right now. But, um, huh. yeah. I'll try it once we get things back to normal. I'm trying to be patient and, you know, trying to be patient because Amazon, oh, I don't want to talk about it because then I might have to be responsible <laughs> and, like, not use Amazon as much. <laughs> Yeah. Anywho, we can move, we can move on and talk about these wonderful shows that we've been watching this weekend. Hmm. Yeah, so insecure. That this is the best. I mean, it's only the third episode of the season, but it's the best yeah. episode of the season so far to me. Like I enjoyed it a lot. I was um inebriated by the time it came on, so. <laughs> I don't remember. Perfect much way about to be. <laughs> I just know, like, Issa girl, I felt it in my spirit because I always get the niggas with potential that you have to mm-hmm. work on, and then the next bitch reap all of your benefits, and it's like, right? I yeah, mean, I think we uh, said that last week about her, like. The Lords that they got, Issa made him. (laughs) And I'm one of those who actually want Issa and Lawrence to get back together. But I don't want this Lawrence and Issa to get back together because he's clearly about to go through some kind of shift at work. And Mm -hmm. it's going to be right back to, I I don't want that. I want her to get the good Lawrence. Like, (laughs) oh, but they definitely going to (laughs) fuck. But... Yeah, and then the thing with Condola, I thought the thing with friends was weird. Like, he asked, like, am I supposed to come? And she's like, yeah. But then at the party, she's like, yeah, I didn't invite you. And I'm like, <laughs> like, what? Well, and she didn't invite him, which was kind of like, because I've learned my lesson about that. I got my feelings hurt doing that one time. This was long ago as an undergrad. Some friends were going somewhere. And these were my hometown friends that were going somewhere. And I was like, oh, I want to go. I'll just drive my car and meet y'all there. And, there. and it was, there was a little hesitation, but I don't think I noticed it at the time. And then mm-hmm. just the way I ended up, like, not even going, the way things kind of unfolded after that. And I was like, you know what? Y'all have fun. I'll see y'all later. Oh, well, but, don't worry about it. See you later. Don't yeah. invite yourself places. And, but and I don't she feel cl- like... And she clearly, because there was hesitation, she was like, uh, yeah, yeah sure. Uh-uh. She, it, it, that's not how that should have gone. When mm-hmm. I don't think there was anything wrong with him saying, oh, should I come? I don't think there's anything wrong with him saying that because I feel like he wanted to make sure like that was appropriate. You know, mm-hmm. that was fine. But when he, when she was hesitant and was like stumbling over her words, I probably would have been like, okay, great. And then, like, later on that night, text her, like, oh, something came up. I won't be able to come. Like, I definitely would have backed out. Yeah. But 
You know, guys are simple, so yes. they don't read the room. I hated that for so. him. <laughs> I felt yeah. like they were kind of mean to him. Yeah, then they're like, oh, this is just your rebound. I'm like... Which Lawrence may be is, true. Um, yeah, but <laughs> no matter who... Like, if I come somewhere with a rebound, y'all just shut the fuck up and talk exactly. to me about it later. <laughs> exactly. Because I was like, she clearly didn't, you know, that's clearly not the conversation she had with Lawrence. She mm. didn't want him to feel that way. She clearly was look dealing with him in terms of developing a relationship. Or at yeah. least, we're not going to talk about it, but she wasn't like, it is what it is with us. And so... Yeah. Yeah, I felt bad for him. So, Killing Eve, again, wonderful. I was on the edge of my seat. Um, I didn't know who Villanelle's target was going to be. Oh, oh, the guy, oh, I forget his name. Wait, let me check our uh, Twitter because I like spazzed out because I was so excited. So... The actor's name is Danny Sapini, Sapani, or something like that. Do you did you watch Harlots? Yes. He's the dad on Harlots. He retweeted mm-hmm. my tweet. Because <laughs> he's on he's on this um this season of Killing Eve, and yeah, I think it was like the first episode that I was like, oh my god, I'm so excited to see him. I hope the character sticks around, which he has. And I said, I hope he's a good guy, but we still, still, still not sure whether he's a good guy or not. But like, so I'm fangirling right now because I absolutely love him. He was also in, um, well, I was trying to say Stranger Things, uh, the, the Golden Compass adaptation that HBO did. Um, it's the mm-hmm. name of the series, uh, <laughs> Okay, anyway, my brain is just, you know, on quarantine as well. So Yeah. <laughs> I, as you know, I tried to start killing Eve, mm-hmm. and then they killed somebody I liked, and mm-hmm. it hurt my feelings, mm-hmm. and I haven't been back. <laughs> That's why I didn't watch Game of Thrones, because, like, they killed people I like, and it hurts All my the feelings. All the time. <laughs> and it's going to happen a lot in killing Eve, too. Like, l- last night, I almost thought they were going to kill someone. Who we, mm-hmm. who we, I mean, I love her, but I think, I don't think, I don't think everyone loves her the way that I do. I just love her because I, she's so stoic and I love it. But yeah, they don't care. They don't care. It's good storytelling, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyways, like we said, this is officially um uh, insecure stan account and i just can't get enough i ended up watching it two more times last night (laughs) (laughs) i meant to watch it today so i would remember to talk about it and i got caught up in those amazon movies because you know husband's dying from bird poop (laughs) (sighs) it was just so like that was so random (laughs) A bird ate peanut butter, and all the people just shit on, shit on somebody with a severe peanut allergy without any EpiPen. I need, I need a medical professional to weigh in on this. Y'all get at us, um, get at us on um, PLD Pod on Twitter, 
or jump in our DMs, a poor life decision on Instagram, one decision because we're fixing <laughs> one at a time. I need to know. Okay, because <laughs> I would think that whatever it is in the nut that causes the allergic reaction, after you digest it, like, it's... Right. I just... <laughs> I need to know how plausible know. is this. And if yeah. it's highly plausible, I'm going to be scared shitless. <laughs> Even though I'm not allergic to peanuts, but still, it's like, that is crazy. <laughs> I have had a bird poop on me once when I was a little girl, mm. and I spazzed. Like, mm. I went crazy. <laughs> to be fair, birds are dead, so. <laughs> and that's why I have not had one poop on me since. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, but Toya, I have to because okay. Also, I had a bird nest, and um, I it was too late. By the time I discovered it, the 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 eggs were in there, so I could knock it down. So I was like, okay, have your babies, whatever. Then I'll knock it down. But you know what I noticed? No poop all over my porch. Whereas when I was a little girl, and we would get bird nests like on the porch and stuff. The porch would be loaded mm-hmm. with poop. And, like, I would always have to be the one to clean it up because I was always the one crying for them not to knock the nest down. So, yeah. all I'm saying is, they're trying, it's like Westworld. They're trying to make these birds look real, but they're missing some real basic functions because everybody <laughs> poops. That's all I'm saying. Your FBI agent is just <laughs> monitoring. I know, right? Anyways, <laughs> so we're going to move along to our current events. Okay, so I I don't even, I don't listen to Trump. I don't like to put those words in my head. I know. But apparently he had claimed, like, injecting yourself with disinfectant would get rid of coronavirus and i see like where he was coming from because apparently like lysol and stuff like that because there's different forms of coronavirus but um they had said they were effective against coronavirus all this time but it's also stupid don't put disinfectant in your body so um people are dying and he was like oh i was being sarcastic <laughs> and it's like sis so I I don't watch him either. I happened to see this clip. So I did see when he was saying it. And apparently one of the doctors before he spoke was saying how they were seeing some hopeful things with UV therapy. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they were very clear that, you know, this does not mean go outside with your friends because no, that's not how this works. Um, And they were saying like how this, how bleach and uh, different disinfectants, but they specified bleach kills the virus on contact or within a few minutes. But guys, they mean surfaces when you're cleaning the house. You know, this is why it's important when you come in. It was, it was that um, alcohol. I never say the word right. Isopropyl. Is that it? Anyway, seems about right. (laughs) The alcohol (laughs) and the bleach were killing on contact and that, you know, so wash your hands, clean your area. That's all they're saying. And it just, it just really, so I unfollowed someone who was a, who at one time was a very close friend of mine because she defended this shit. 
And it wasn't just that she defended it, but something told me she was like, he clearly was talking about, and she started listing off these like real medical, you know, treatments or whatever. And that's not clearly what he was talking about because he don't know that shit. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. I looked at her comments and that's what made me unfollow her. Once somebody commented like he's our president and we should respect him and blah, blah, blah and all this shit. And she hearted it or liked it or whatever. <laughs> she loved it because she <laughs> gave it a heart, not a like. And I just unfollowed her right then and there. I always had my suspicions about her. Yes, she is white. I did not like mm-hmm. the fact that she adopted a black child because it was something about that that was very fetishish to me with mm-hmm. her. Now I've known I've known other children who've had um white parents and it was fine. I'm speaking specifically of her. And she's mm-hmm. one of those who voted. She did vote for Obama, but um the more time I spend around her out after her divorce, I realized that all those forward thinking, um, all of that was from her husband. That but it wasn't her. Yeah. So, yeah. <sighs> okay. Trump make you lose friends? <laughs> I truly don't think they were friends to begin with. <laughs> you are absolutely correct. You are absolutely correct. So Sierra and Russell Wilson were doing like a COVID relief thing and they were auctioning um, a double date with them and somebody um, bid $240,000 so I'm like miss me with y'all broke ass $200 dates get me a $240,000 date oh my god (laughs) but the winner is anonymous but I really want to know like who paid for that date I'm like is it um What's Serena's husband name? Alexia Olympia. Reddit. <laughs> yeah, Reddit. I just call him I'm Mr. Like, who? Reddit. <laughs> who has money to be just toss around two hundred forty thousand dollars to go on a date with Sierra or Russell? <laughs> Listen. <laughs> um, I wonder so is this supposed to be after, you know, things maybe someday one day get back to normal? Or I would is think this so supposed to be like they're going to do a virtual online date no for two hundred forty thousand dollars not only do we have to be in person but you may have to spread the cheeks later because it's two hundred forty thousand dollars <laughs> now you know that russell north sierra is down with that <laughs> we're swinging <laughs> they're some good christian people <laughs> oh, okay yeah, they had a lot of auctions in that uh, little article. And I was like, these people really, it you know, it's like, it makes you feel good to see um, people coming together to help. But then it also makes you angry because they shouldn't have to. So, there's that. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, $240,000. Um, as a side, I did put it in here, but TMZ... Uh, mentioned that Kim Jong-un was dead. And yes. TMZ's been right every single time, so I believe he's dead. <laughs> so I tried to find a way, like, I tried to find an article for us to, like, 
accurately cover all of these points? Because I want to know, is he dead? Is he is or is he isn't? And the thing about it is, does it change anything? I don't think so. Because if I'm not mistaken, the way the whole thing is set up is that that's a family dictatorship. So I did see some articles. So his sister's going to take over. I did see some articles contemplating whether his sister would take over. But I I don't know why I thought he had a son already. Mm. But maybe he doesn't have any children. I don't know. But for some reason, I thought he had a son. It's weird because it's like, I want the sister to take over, but it's not like she'll be a good leader. I just like women leaders. <laughs> I mean, but, uh, women can be everything, including dictators. So, hey. That's what my friend told me. <laughs> hey. So, yeah, um, I really want to know, is he dead or not? And I don't like them playing in our face about it. Right. And of course, right. they're not going to tell us. Like, I just... Hmm. He's young, though. He was only 36. Yeah, but he took care of himself like shit. And mm-hmm. uh, and if I'm not mistaken, him dying was uh, because of, like, he had some sort of condition, and then he got surgery, and mm-hmm. maybe it was some, it was heart condition, I'm sorry. There was some type yeah. of heart condition, and he had surgery. And so I don't know if there were complications you know, due to that. Yeah. At first I was thinking, is it coronavirus? But I, mm-hmm. of course they say they don't have any cases there and they're going to say they don't have any, <laughs> but I actually wouldn't be surprised if they didn't have what we're having because they don't let nobody in or out. So, right. yeah. Yeah. Um, so next up, um, I have been extremely vocal about uh, fuck Shea Moisture for a while because of their ad where um, I felt it was just disrespectful to the women who um, championed the brand and made the brand what it is today. Mm-hmm. And so for them to start meeting us and putting white women, it wasn't it. But they had fallen back into my good graces. <laughs> So they're actually leading, Shea Moisture is leading relief efforts for minority-owned small businesses. Now, we know this whole, like, small business fund from the government level has been fucked. And so, like, huge corporations are getting the small business funding, and then a lot of companies, especially black-owned companies, are not. So they put um, a million dollars down to help black businesses yeah. And I thought that was dope. This is this is how this is how you properly do PR. This is how you properly say, Hey, I got it wrong, I'm sorry, and this is how you yeah. show that you're making a difference. Because yeah. it's not take you know, we talk about this all the time with people, but I guess you can look at, you know, corporations in the same way. You do give people room to grow. People fuck up, people do truly heinous things and mm-hmm. You can hold someone accountable and still give them room to grow and show that they have improved. And I think this is the perfect story for that. I think we all did a really good job because I personally really liked um, that black castor uh, shampoo and conditioner, (laughs) but I stopped using it because it was like, you fucked up. But now they're not just saying they're going to do better. They're doing it. And that's what's important. Yeah, and so, yeah, as of today, April someday, 
<laughs> in 2020. <laughs> I um, am no longer boycotting Shea Moisture, and I am telling our followers and our listeners to support Shea Moisture because for once they put their money, not for once, but this time they did put their money yeah. where their mouth was in a great way. Yeah, and um, they're actually... From my understanding, I could be reading this wrong, but it seems like they're contributing even more than that because that the million dollars was the amount I guess they're doing through their own initiative, but then they're also donating funds to other initiatives for um, black small black businesses. They're also mm-hmm. encouraging people to buy black, which I thought was a really good move, a really good way of showing, you know, amends for what you've done because if I'm not mistaken... Shea Moisture is no longer black owned. And so, you know, I thought, you know, I, I appreciated that just as much as I appreciate you putting money into these black businesses, starting a campaign, encouraging people to buy black. So, yeah, we, 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 we accept. Apology accepted. Right. <laughs> Whenever I run out of all this do growth shampoo, maybe I'll buy some of theirs. <laughs> I know. I know, right? <laughs> Okay, so next up, um, <laughs> Chicago woman <laughs> shot a boyfriend in the face after he he caught her cheating on him. Love to see it. <laughs> Love to see it. Because at first when I read it, I was like, oh yeah, he cheated on her. And then I actually read the words. I was like, oh no, she cheated on him. <laughs> I did say that. I did <laughs> But, you know, um, yeah, that was it. Uh, he uh, she called him and demanded he return the car, which he did. But when he wanted to leave her house, she stopped out, stopped him, and pulled out a gun. He wanted to take a lift, but um, she pointed her gun at him and shot him. You're not going to fucking leave me, or I'll fucking kill you. Is what she said. I mean, <laughs> how dare you catch me cheating? The fuck, All like. Right. Nigga, have Who some asked respect. you to pay attention? Who asked you to pay attention? The fuck? Like, no. No. Yeah. Stay in your but place. I think he's still alive. She just shot him yeah. in the lower jaw. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Which hopefully, you know, I really do, in all seriousness, hope that he gets some of the best reconstructive surgery available because I'm sure that that's not pretty. But, um,. I'm just saying. I, I, I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> but alas. All the trash but shit she's niggas at, do. Yeah. I, yeah, it's like for centuries, niggas and men in general have been dragging us. So anytime a woman returns a favor, I'm not going to be mad. <laughs> Thank you. I'm not going to be mad. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, straight out of Compton Star, um, what was his name? Jason Mitchell, he played Easy e um, was arrested because in his rental car there were guns and two pounds of marijuana and 1,300 doses of MDMA. Two pounds of marijuana is a lot. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's had a hard time. Yeah, he claimed it was his friends, like, rental car, and he was trying to go to a safer place with his family because coronavirus. Um, 
and he was first pulled over for careless driving, and then, you know, police are, like, nosy, and so they looked into my other shit. That's so and, nosy as shit. Right. So now he's facing two felony charges. You hate to see it. Mm-mm-mm. He's, <laughs> he's had such a rough time. Like, because mm-hmm. he got fired from the shy for sexually harassing that girl. Mm-hmm. And that was honestly, so y'all know I had a huge crush on Lena Way. <laughs> that was actually why I kind of stopped dealing with Lena because she really, I don't think she handled that situation well at all. Mm-hmm. She really didn't want to fire him. I think she just felt pressured to, but he was terrorizing this girl. Like, yeah. And, she and I don't know if the girl left the show. I want to say she left the show because they weren't listening to her. And mm-hmm. Lena basically, like in an interview, and I'm don't quote me because I'm not saying it exactly how she said it, but the gist of it was, I'd be happy to work with him again. Like he's an excellent actor, and and not that she had to go in there and bash him, she didn't. But yeah, she just it was pretty clear that she didn't want to fire him, and it's like, girl. This girl having to come to work in hell every day. Like, yeah. Mm. Speaking of, I tried to watch her show and. Which like one? It. 20s. I like 20s! It's now, just I a tried lot of to, struggle. I and tried I don't to like watch. dealing with struggle. <laughs> <laughs> it's only one person that's struggling, though. Well, I take that back. You're right. They're struggling in different areas. There's only one person uh-huh. struggling financially. But there's lots yeah. of struggle on that show. You're right. I tried to watch her show, Boomerang, and I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. Oh, was that supposed to be the remake of Boomerang? Well, I don't think it's a remake. Because, I don't know. But, yeah, sure. Let's say it is. I but, don't yeah. know if I want to see that. I don't want to be disappointed. I love Boomerang. It's my, my favorite Eddie Murphy movie. Well, so now y'all know a fact about me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so oh boy was trying to find another place to go in quarantine. But why? Okay, none of this adds up. Right. None of this adds up. Why are you right. in your friend's rental car? It's not your friend's rental car. That's why. <laughs> it's like, what are yeah. you doing? <laughs> I'm just like, why are you taking two pounds of weed to your grandmama house like i just don't understand i mean girl but he might be i mean i'm just saying if you're gonna be there for a long time it's not that long of a time you don't need two pounds you don't know how many people are there or how long we're gonna be here because niggas still outside and it doesn't seem like guess what he doing going to jail he going to jail (laughs) i guess where you going to jail you going to jail bitch period (laughs) <laughs> I mean, what can we say? That's where he going. Like, if it right. was if it was just him getting stopped with the weed, I can understand that. But why you need all these other drugs and all these guns? Right. Like, what are you doing? And then right. if you know you if you know the, the block if you know it's hot, why the hell are you driving recklessly? Right, you should drive carefully, perfectly. <laughs> like, ridiculous. Anyway, stop anywho. at the stop sign and sing happy birthday and then drive. Okay, okay. <laughs> Shoot. <Anyways>. Anyway. <laughs> so this time, 
So we have a Florida story, and it's a hot ass mess. Like, hot <laughs> ass mess. So, Florida pastor allegedly punches Rotary Club president over dueling coronavirus giveaways. So, this guy, he had contacted the church about it, which is what frustrates me. He contacted the church because he wanted to do a food giveaway. And they were like, cool. But I guess the pastor thought that they were just going to donate the food to the church. Mm-hmm. So... Then, you know, they on the same block trying to get food to people. And a pastor punches the fuck out of him. Hey, they're also very old. So, Pastor Bernice is 64. And the guy, Felipe Madrigo, was 70. <laughs> and I'm like, why y'all fighting? Why y'all scrapping? Y'all too old for this. Listen, but, um, you don't grow out of the mentalities. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So, yeah. And then the... Uh, um, Felipe got up and then went somewhere else to another block and gave the food away because that's literally all he was about was giving the food away. That's all he was trying to do. I don't want to say what that pastor is about. (laughs) (laughs) But he needs to, um, what was it that John Chris used to say? Like, search your heart. (laughs) (laughs) Man. You can't be punching folks over a food giveaway. People need to eat. Listen. That pastor said, this is our block, okay? (laughs) Well, this is our territory. You need to go around the next block. You can't sell your drugs. I mean, you know, give away your food over here on our block. You go around the next corner. This is our block. (laughs) I just feel, hey, people need food. And that's, at the end of the day, it's about the people. (laughs) It's all about the people. Like, I, I was just, I couldn't. I couldn't grasp what I was reading because I kept waiting for, I don't know, I kept waiting for them to have some past history against each other or something. I kept trying to make it make mm-hmm. sense and it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. But, yeah. I'm glad that Majigo still went and gave about a thousand bags of groceries. Um, shame on the pastor. That's all we got. That's all we got. So, we're good. Take a second to listen to our sponsors. We will be right back. Alrighty. And we are back. And Doyen, what are we heading into next? I just had a brain freeze. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, I have been doing a lot of reading during the coronavirus because, you know, what else is there to do? Sure. So I am doing <laughs> doing a lot of reading during the coronavirus pandemic because there's not a lot to do, and I'm just a big reader, and I love it. Um, I actually just finished a book, and I'm just pissed that I even read it because <laughs> it was just peak white womanism. So um, this article is even better because I know it's about black, or it's from black female writers, mm-hmm. and hopefully that means I can avoid peak white womanism. <laughs> So, um, just wanted to talk about the six books they had, um, really, really quick. So, the first book is called Fuck Your Diet. The comedian Chloe Hillard realizes her big bones aren't entirely her fault and critiques how culture shames us into weight loss and fuck your diet. Honestly, I am big about listening to memoirs, so this is a thing that, um, I would probably listen to over reading. And jump in whenever you want to. The next one was Hood Feminism. 
and it takes um, the feminist movement to task over how it marginalizes the very people it's supposed to report support. And so it's so big about like feminism is the idea of core feminism often ignores black women, disabled women, you know, Hispanic, you know, like other races and things like that. And that's why I'm an intersectional feminist and not just a feminist. (laughs) So uh, she reads them very deeply. And I think it'd be a good read sometime. (laughs) Yeah. um, I started watching Mrs. America. And Mm. have you started it? No, because it seemed like white feminism. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is. <laughs> um, and it sparked a conversation in another group chat that I was in. And so mm-hmm. I am going to read. I just ordered a Thick. Um, mm-hmm. And, of course, I don't know the author's name because why would I? It's Samantha, right? It's Tracy. It's Tracy or something like that. Um Gotcha. Yes, Tracy McMillan uh, Cotton, not Cotton, Cotton. Tracy McMillan Cotton. <laughs> and uh, that was recommended to me by one of my friends as like a good, typically when I, well, anyway, it was about a good look at feminism for black women and what, yeah. what it means for us. Um, so yeah, that prompted me to order. Because in watching, so what happened was in watching Mrs. America, I came to, well, I thought, until my friend helped me realize better, I thought, hmm, I've actually never read any, like, feminist literature, because we were talking about the feminine mystique, and I was like, I've never read that, and I said, honestly, I don't think I've read any feminist literature, and then she pointed out to me that, yeah, but you've read Color Purple, you've read, um... I forgot what else she said, but some other books that I had read, I was like, oh yeah, you're right. I have read it in literature and fiction. I haven't read mm-hmm. any nonfiction though. And so she suggested, um, I try thick. So I ordered that and I'll let y'all know how it is. Um, maybe it'll be another podcast episode, but, um, the notion of womanism versus feminism, right. um, is really strong because like womanism is it's very in tune to blackness right but also it includes like not our not only our love for like you and i as other women but also our men and our children Uh and so so more all-encompassing i probably would say i'm more of a womanist than a feminist i definitely identify more as a womanist i think it's just that i'm more in in all my years of life i've been more familiar with the term feminist um, mm-hmm. And so I, I tend to say that quicker than womanist because yeah. I've only yeah. like come into knowing that term in my adulthood. But I yeah. agree. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Womanist and intersectional feminist. Yes. yes. <laughs> That's me. Uh, the next one, I love Terry McMillan's books. Like it's so easy to read uh-huh. and I just love it. So her book is her newest book is it's not all downhill from here and i had a book club that's actually reading it but i kind of missed out on that because i'm a mess but um i definitely do want to actually read it because i love terry mcmillan's writing um i think (laughs) i think i think i've read every single terry mcmillan book 
Like, I started reading her really young. I think I told the story on here about how I read Waiting to Exhale when I was, like, in the fifth or sixth grade. Um, Yeah. I, I really, I enjoy reading her as well. Oh, I have not read every single book. Because to this day, I still cannot read how Stella got her groove back. And I have tried <laughs> multiple times. Uh, and I give up I in the same, <laughs> I give up around the same area every time because I just can't get around the way she chose to write it. It just got on my nerves and it still does. <laughs> and it's difficult for me to read. But other Wait, than I that. I prefer the book over the movie because I really cannot deal with child, old dude's fake accent. I ain't never, <laughs> I, I never even seen the movie, so. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure I just paid some black points just then, but I've never even <laughs> seen the movie. But The yeah, accent was awful. That's but, the yeah. only book that of hers that I know that I have not read. But So I, pro- yeah. I didn't even know she had a new book out. So when I saw that, uh, the article, I thought, okay. I need to get this book so I can stay yeah. on my Terry McMillan trend. I'll probably suggest it for next month's book for the book club. Okay. okay. I love Terry McMillan. That sounds um, good. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and order next it now. Up, <laughs> <laughs> next up was Parable of the Brown Girl. And it introduces us to young ladies with their own teachable moments. And I like the book cover art, so I'll probably read that as well. <laughs> I did like that cover. I'm really art as basic. Well. I love. I, I'm a hoe for color. Listen, art. that's how I read all of um, Crazy Rich Asian series because the cover art was great. <laughs> cover, you know what? I haven't. I have not read any more of those books. I read the first one, and then yeah, I have them in my um. I have an Amazon book list, so they're on my book yeah. list. <laughs> I just haven't read um, them. <laughs> I own all the physical books because I love the cover art that much. <laughs> so yeah, I need to I need to read those. But um, see now I'm gonna start back. <laughs> For when we were reading Crazy Rich Asians, I went through this phase where I was just constantly going a la muck. <laughs> <laughs> and so now, and so now it, it just jumped back into my brain when you said that so now i'll be doing that all the time now <laughs> oh i'm like the worst like when i was in india basically the way people like agree is they like shake their head from side to side and so when i came back i was awful at doing this and then i work in technology so i have a lot of asian co-workers and so i caught myself doing this like after a meeting with them and i'm like what the hell is wrong with me? Like, because <laughs> I feel like I'm appropriating, but yeah. it's just like I yeah. emulate people around me. Yeah, and... I do that too. Yeah, if you do something <laughs> a lot and I pick up on it, like I'll start doing it too. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but yeah, yeah. those some good. Wait, that's not the end of the suggestions. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So next one was stop telling women to smile. Um, I speaking up about street harassment and stop telling women to smile. Urban artist Tatiana Fazla Lizadeh <laughs> seeks Tatiana. to help us reclaim our full power. I, especially because people never try to say my name, I try to make a point to at oh, least yeah. Yeah. try it. Yeah. Um, it's funny because, like, until Twitter, I didn't realize that was the thing people were offended by. Because a lot of times, I might saying your name. No, like the uh, stop telling people to smile. Because oh. sometimes I just be like, I look real serious, but I'm not like unhappy. And so when people tell me to smile, I'll just, I'll smile because I'm like, oh yeah, I should look at the happy side of life. I <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> absolutely detest it. And I'm told yeah. that all 
the time. Like, <laughs> and it's like, I don't have to smile for you. And right. even though I'm, I'm like you, Doya, most of the time I feel fine. I'm not upset. This is just my face. But yeah. I don't have to perform for you, number one. Number two, you don't know me. You don't know what I may be dealing with. You don't know what I may be going through. Even people who do know me, you don't know what I'm going through. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, I, I detest it. I detest it. Yeah. And let me be clear. I detest it when it comes from men. Like, I don't think I've had any women tell me to smile, but I probably wouldn't get as upset about it, to be honest. Yeah. This yeah. light lemonade is a hot mess. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And then the last book is We Want Our Bodies Back. So Jessica Care Moore uses her latest collection of poems, We Want Our Bodies Back, to urge black women to demand better from men. Um, honestly, I need to read more poetry. I haven't read poetry in a very long time in my life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think it's a good call. Because black men do need to do better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Those were some really good suggestions. There are definitely a, a couple out of there that I'm going to check out. Um, yeah. So I like good book suggestions. And I'm really, this is, this is why I'm so behind on my reading because everybody, every time someone suggests a book, I order it right then. So I'm, I'm <laughs> literally going to order these books like in a, when we get off recording. <laughs> yeah. Same. Um, and I have to decide which ones I want as physical books to be on my bookshelf and which ones I want on my e-book reader. <laughs> and which ones are going to be my audible because that's who I am. <laughs> I read in many different ways. <laughs> yes. I have started, so my journey to Audible was weird, but I have found that I like listening and reading a book at the same time. There's certain um, bo- There are only certain books that I can listen to. I think we've talked about this before. I can't really listen to fiction if it has a lot of moving parts because I'll get yeah. confused. So I like Lost. listening to, like you said, memoirs, um, autobiographies, Nonfiction. Mm-hmm. I can listen to those, but I also like to read them as well. Um, and sometimes I even listen and read at the same time. But like yeah. when we read heavy, I read, but I also listened like while I was washing dishes or cleaning up. Like because yeah. I waited till the last minute to read it, which is why, I to, which is why I had to do that. But yeah, yeah, I I like both. I will say I. Audible originals are really good. So I, I listened any. to the AI who loved me and okay. it had like Regina Hall and Mindy Colling in it. And I'm like, I desperately want them to make it a show or a movie because it was really good. It was the whole notion of like sci-fi, but it was like black sci-fi. Which I've I seen the or um, Afrofuturism, I guess, if you want to call it that. <laughs> I've seen the advertisement for it. Um, yeah. but I haven't I tried it out, it. but I'm going to try it now that you say that it's good. It's great. Alrighty. So we hope that, uh, you have lots of things to read or listen to or whatever format you enjoy. It's mm-hmm. just a really great way to like expand our minds while we're at home mm-hmm. in these four walls. Okay. So we're going to move along to our poor life decision. So I am here to show you how to get better at anything. 
And the way we're going to do this is with deliberate practice. <laughs> so um, if you're like me, I'm home. And, of course, my bad habits are piling up on me. And I'm like, ooh, you need to do better on this. <laughs> you fix this poor life decision. And so, you know, I'm like, how how am I going to work with me in a compassionate way to get me to be a better me? <laughs> right. Be compassionate with yourself. So, um, we've, you know, there's, of course, a traditional notion notion and practice and habit building so we've all had to practice a skill at some point piano lessons school sports on the job training you might associate the word practice with rote never-ending repetition like multiplication (laughs) (laughs) and the frustration of not making much process there's a reason so many people give up on learning a new skill or only reach a middling level of competence inevitably improvement styles so um the key to this is deliberate practice Mm -hmm. and so we're going to talk about six components of deliberate practice that you can use to get better at anything anything i love that term deliberate like i love that yeah i love it too okay so the first one is get motivated like most worthwhile pursuits, developing proficiency in any skill, whether sewing, software design, or surfing, isn't easy. Um, I will say again, developing proficiency in any skill isn't easy. And once I wrap my brain around that, we should be a lot much better off. <laughs> yes, so, indeed. Yes, indeed. If you want to push past the hard parts of skill growth, you're going to need to be motivated. And so, yeah, that's important. So without the motivation, improvement stalls, and there's an inclination to give up. So I have an e-commerce brand, and I design stuff, but then I get discouraged. Like, I'll send an email, and nobody buys shit, or I'll post on social media, and nobody buys shit. And I'm like, oh, well, well, let me go sit down over there. And it's like, girl, if you don't. (laughs) Stay motivated and stick right. to it because right. a lot of times people on an average like three to five times need to see something before they even buy it. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, girl, if you don't. <laughs> Especially with like Instagram now, like I hate, like I, I get why they're doing it and they are mm-hmm. some crafty little evil people for doing it. But mm-hmm. like. There's so many times that you don't see what's posted on Instagram. Yeah. And then, too, you have to look at it like it's maybe people just don't, you know, have money right now. Or maybe, like, it's so many things to get into it. It's so many things to consider. But, of course, us being the type of people we are, it goes right to what am I doing wrong? And that's just not always the case. Yeah. Yeah, and... Unfortunately, I'm on the other side where I'm just buying the dumbest shit off of Instagram. I buy, um, <laughs> I bought vitamins. I bought this like one of those like pasty bras. Yesterday, I was sad and I bought a manifestation journal. <laughs> <laughs> so I am on the opposite side of that. But um, and I've bought shirts on Amazon before where I'm like, oh, this I identify with it. So like my retired hot girl. Sweatshirt, I bought that off of Instagram. I have a melanin poppin' sweatshirt. It's just, 
I have issues. Anyways, um, <laughs> so I will say, uh, if you're picking a skill to improve with deliberate practice, make sure it's something you care about and are willing to devote considerable time and effort to. Mm-hmm. That's very important. So um, I sometimes say that I want to do tennis, but I am not fully motivated to be a tennis star. I am not star. motivated at all. Because <laughs> that <laughs> involves running. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where, like, it might be some time you practice. I might sign up for, like, a practice lesson, but it's not going to be a deliberate practice thing. <laughs> <laughs> so next step. Set specific, realistic goals. And I know we say this so many times on the podcast, but motivation also requires keeping your eyes on the prize. And vague aspirations like getting better at a certain skill isn't going to cut it. (laughs) Generic goals for improvement don't give you any motivation to excel past your current abilities or help you measure your process. Deliberate practice relies on small achievable, well-defined steps that help you work your way towards meaningful improvement. So if we go back to my um, example of my e-commerce store, right now I'm just trying to schedule a week of content out because the more you post, the better your reach is. And so if I have all that stuff scheduled out, that's a small goal. At least I'm in front of people and that may help to convert to sales. Uh With deliberate practice, goal setting isn't like making a New Year's resolution and hoping you'll stick to it. Uh It involves thoughtful planning, identifying areas for improvement, and creating a specific game plan for building on top of your current abilities. And (laughs) right now, um, I have been using the passion planner free pdf on my ipad and so um i can work on like writing out my goal setting (laughs) for free (laughs) which makes me happy (laughs) because i know that i won't stick to a full planner if i buy it anyways (laughs) (laughs) next one is break out of your comfort comfort zone for goals to spur improvement they need to constantly challenge your current abilities Simply repeating skills you already know how to do, an unproductive cycle that's easy to get stuck in with traditional approaches to practice won't actually enhance your skill level or improve performance. Uh Stretching yourself is the key to growth. And I'm going to say again, stretching yourself is the key to growth. (laughs) So your goal should teeter on the edge of what you are and aren't capable of doing. If you can't move forward with one technique or approach, try another and keep experimenting until you break through the barrier that's blocking your path to improvement. Next up, be consistent and persistent, which is my where I break. I could have setting the goal and even like a good smart goal, but being consistent and persistent is <laughs> So this kind of prolonged effort will be frustrating and uncomfortable in times. Uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like that's not how you say it, but, you know, I've been drinking. Um, <laughs> but pushing through these tough spots often leads to significant improvement. One of the foundational aspects of deliberate practice is its regularity. <laughs> 
Consistency is my struggle. I'm like, Listen. I have bursts of like creative activity, and I'm like, oh, let me do this. But like, you all may be creative all the time. Like, I had to sit down and work. This is why my book is still a paragraph. <laughs> Consistency is an issue for me as well, especially if I don't feel like I'm making gains. Like, mm-hmm. if I can't see where I'm growing or getting better or whatever, then it's like, all right, man. <laughs> yeah. And I, my personality type is a Myers-Briggs style is an ENFP. And so I am galvanized by, like, new ideas. I'm super excited. But I don't stick with shit. <laughs> and it's like, uh, oh, you wanted me to keep going on with that plan? Like, I just wanted to come up with a plan. That was it. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. But they say that these consistent, intense bursts of effort are key to maintaining momentum and building expertise. Yeah. <laughs> we got to work on number four. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Next up, seek feedback. Without feedback, either from yourself or from outside observers, you cannot figure out what you need to improve on or how close you are to achieving your goals. Feedback is essential for identifying areas for improvement and gaining a realistic view of your process. This is the only way to identify and work through trouble spots and advance from just okay to true mastery of a skill. Um, yeah, feedback is a very important part and you have to know you have to know how to dissect first of all, you have to know how to take constructive criticism, which is a mm-hmm. skill in and of itself. Then you have to know how to dissect that feedback. What's important, what's not important. And then you need to know who you need to be getting feedback from. So when we first started recording the pod, I sought out feedback from two specific groups. Friends that I knew who listened to podcasts and friends who I knew this would be their first introduction to podcasts. Because... And some of the things that some of the people said that never listened to a podcast, you could tell that they never listened to a podcast. And so it's like, but it was important to get their feedback to me because I wanted to make sure that we were doing things that would pull people who never listened in. You know what I mean? But then Mm -hmm. I also needed someone who know what they listened to. So Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, feedback is a very important part of growing. Constructive criticism is important. You have to know how to receive it. You also have to know how to give it. So that's that's a thing too. But, you know, it's important. Yeah. Okay, so the last one is um, take time to recover. <laughs> because deliberate practice requires your full attention with maximal mental and or physical effort, it can only be sustained for a short period of time. Laboratory studies of extended practice have capped the optimal time at one hour per day, three to five days a week, and real-life studies have seen reduced benefits when practice sessions exceed two hours. This level of intensity and concentration makes recovery time important. Erickson has observed that many of the top performers he studied benefited from napping. 
Mm-hmm. We like napping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever type of leisure activity or relaxation you choose, it's important to offset the intense effort or deliberate practice to avoid mental or physical fatigue. And that mm-hmm. kind of reminds me of that movie. It was like a big um, Oscar movie a few years ago where they're like learning how to play piano and the teacher kept whacking them. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, is that the best way to go about it? (laughs) I mean, listen, I remember learning my numbers, learning to rote count and learning to identify my numbers. And Mm -hmm. I was in grant. Well, I wasn't in her classroom officially, but I went to school with granny every day. I was too young to be Mm -hmm. there, but I went with her every day and she made me do what all the other kids did. Mm-hmm. Side note: This is what this is. I tell people the reason why I'm smart is because I did kindergarten three times. <laughs> so because I because I went with her every day for two years before it was officially yeah. my time. But I distinctly, yeah. but Granny was an old school teacher, y'all. This back in the eighties, and mm-hmm. if you didn't get the number right when you came up to like you had to do the numbers on the calendar, she would like randomly call a number and you had to point to it. If you could didn't get it right, she would whack you on the inside of your hand with a ruler. <laughs> <laughs> and if you did, I get just it need right, this as a ruler story. <laughs> and if you did get it right, you got to reach inside this big bag of red hots and get your handful of red hots. <laughs> Which, why are you giving? Well, I was only three, but why are you giving five year olds red hots? I don't know. But all I knew was I did not want to get whacked with that ruler. So I paid attention nice. to everyone who went ahead of me, and I got my numbers right when I got up there because mm. I did not want to get hit. So I don't know. Maybe it works. <laughs> Uh, summer wasn't fun for me because my dad always made me do math and I wasn't good at math. <laughs> so, That's why he made you do it. <laughs> right. And so, yeah, summer. What, what was the summer? I didn't get to lay around. I did That's math. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't even watch TV for too long because then he put on headline news. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Fun times, fun times. Oh, fun but that's times. why I'm smart, is because I, I was about to say, not be smart. <laughs> I was about to say, it shaped who we are today, so you yeah. know, we won't complain too much, but I do question some of these methods, I'm just saying. Right. I don't think a three-year-old okay. should be hit with a ruler or eat a handful of red hots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes my stomach hurt thinking about it. <laughs> so we're going to sum it up. Uh, deliberate practice is a long-term investment in improving yourself and your capabilities. While you may not all have the makings of a professional athlete, me, athlete, elite musician, also me, <laughs> or business module, I think I can do that. We can follow the expert's footsteps to learn more effectively, work smarter, and build or improve your, our skills. Right now, when we're at home, I'm a big fan of learning, and so this is a time that I'm like, ooh, I can use this time to build up my skills. And so that's kind of why I wanted to share it because um, we we do have this time right now to yeah. build up on our skills. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I keep saying, see, I'm making excuses already. Like already I'm making excuses in my head. <laughs> I really need to work on my sewing. Um, I have a machine. Mm-hmm. I can do very basic things. Um, I cannot sew without a pattern. I need a pattern to actually make something. Now I can, mm-hmm. I can do a hem. I mean, it's not the best hem in the world, but I can do a hem. 
Um, I can kind of tack things to take them in. But I really need to perfect my sewing. And just then I make the excuse in my head, well, you don't have a table. You need a table. But, you know, I could buy a little folding table easily. So mm. I really need to take advantage of this time to get a folding table and work on my sewing skills because I really want to be able to like make, I just want to make some skirts, some dresses. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> That's all I want to do. <laughs> Funny enough, my sister, cause I took my sewing machine to her house and she's always wanted to sew stuff, but uh, she has a lot of anxiety. And so she doesn't, she just makes so many boulders in her way to actually sew stuff. Okay. So with this coronavirus thing, She's actually been sewing masks. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm so proud of you because you are not procrastinating. You're actually going and doing things. And I'm just so proud of her because I'm like. Is she selling you know. them? Uh, She might soon. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I had asked for, because part of it is like she uses like our old Nigerian clothes okay. to make the things. So I um, had asked her to make a mask out of one of our old dresses and had rhinestones, so she broke the needle. <laughs> I had my mask, but the needle's not broken. So <laughs> she is, um, well, it wasn't even on mine. It was somebody else that wanted the same material. Um, but uh, hers are dope. Like, it's not, usually the ones with masks go around your ear, but it's really hard for me with glasses because my glasses start to fall off so hers are like ribbon so i can tie, tie them it around up. my head yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's really dope and i'm so excited for her because she um you know is falling through on something yeah. and not like quitting because she feels like she's not immediate success <laughs> so. so that just gave me some motivation to go ahead and you know yeah. Do some YouTube classes or something. I actually was very open to taking sewing classes, but yeah. there weren't any around, like, there yeah. weren't any at a time when I could take them, pretty much. Yeah. And okay. um, so I want to do that because, like I said, I can use a pattern and make a skirt. I can do that. Mm -hmm. I, um, I've even worn, like, several of the things that I've made, but my hems are not the best. Don't look too closely at them. <laughs> Right. I end up most of the time I don't see. <laughs> I end up doing something decorative on my hands so that you can't mm -hmm. tell just how jacked up they are. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, Granny needs a mask. That's so right. Make her a mask. That's okay. right. <laughs> so we're gonna move along to our favorite part of the pot: the buy you a drink. Okay. So do you wanna buy a drink? Um, you go first. Okay. I'm buying a drink for Popeyes because I like food. Mm, <laughs> delicious Popeyes. You know, pap and their spicy chicken is just uh, unmatched. Mm. <laughs> that is, mm, 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 mm. Okay, <laughs> so we're both going to do food today because I'm going to tell you, I had some very negative thoughts in my mind. And one thing I like about the practice of buying a drink is that it forces me to pick something positive even though yeah. I really want to go on a rant but I'm going to be positive and so we're both going to talk about food you know well I want to buy a drink for the all-american grilled cheese mm. Mm. you have seen me through you have <laughs> comforted me 
You have nourished me. (laughs) (laughs) And I want to thank you. (laughs) Amen. Amen. I saw somebody on TV make a grilled cheese with mayonnaise, and I have questions. Not as bad as you think. Well, you know know what? I'm not quick to think it's bad because I put, one, I do like mayonnaise. Two, I Mm -hmm. put mustard on my grilled cheese, so that's not that far removed. But I just didn't know what, I don't know what mayonnaise does when it gets hot. So that's why I was like. Yeah. I feel like it would make the bread good. Hmm. I might try it. I might. But I put I put a little mustard on mine and I love it. <laughs> oh, yesterday I was like I miss watching Food Network, so I was watching videos of Giada on <laughs> YouTube. <laughs> she has the biggest head in the whole world. Oh my and god! And then my friend brought up her hands, and her hands are big as hell too. But then I was watching another video about her, and they were talking about how like she like spits out her food that she tastes. And I'm like, that's why she doesn't eat. She's too skinny. Like, Mm -hmm. that's not the size her body is supposed to be. (laughs) I know a lot of them do that when they're tasting that they spit out. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. But she's like, her body is way too little for her head. For her head. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I Uh. read a lot of things. And maybe one day I'll make some gnocchi. Um, Mm. But yeah, I watched a lot of videos yesterday before church on YouTube with her cooking. Uh, <laughs> those cooking shows always make me feel like I can do things. And then... Right. Oh, don't be a drunk trying to watch Chopped <laughs> and then listen, pulling random shit from your pantry. <laughs> Y'all know that I get boxes from Hello... Um, I don't do Hello Fresh anymore. I do Dinnerly now. Y'all know I get boxes and... Sometimes, like, I will pull a chopped in a minute and just, like, (laughs) what am I going to make with this? Not what the recipe says. (laughs) I, Friday, I, I was making, I was started off, I was like, I want cauliflower, coconut curry, because Tabitha Brown said we should eat Mm -hmm. one vegetable meat per day to Mm -hmm. help the world. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, this looks boring. So I added chicken <laughs> and spinach and some other shit. And it was like good. Like so, like that. But, right. Because that's my business. That's my business. <laughs> I lo- listen, I love Tabitha. And she makes me want to consider, consider, <laughs> consider vegan. She she just told me to eat vegetables once a day, so that's what we go stick with. I'm, like, I I want to make that carrot bacon. <laughs> I really want to try the carrot bacon. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get yeah. me some liquid aminos, and I gotta get some liquid smoke. <laughs> I do have liquid smoke. I put that in my chicken the other day, and I was like, "Oh my god, why haven't I been putting this?" Yeah, I love. Before? I love liquid smoke. Granny cooks with it a lot, but I just I don't have any right now. I'm just out, but I need to get mm-hmm. some liquid aminos. That's a liquid smoke. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All righty, yeah. So, Doyen, um, tell people how they can get in contact with us. You know, all the many ways. So, we are on the Instagram. It's Poor Life Decision. One decision, because we're changing them one at a time. Okay. Um, through deliberate practice. <laughs> mm, there you go. Uh, our Etsy page is also the same poor life decision for one word um, you can go on there and get you a sticker it is less than the cost of a pumpkin spice latte 
Yeah, I'm mm. going to keep telling y'all this because mm. PSL season is coming soonish. Mm-hmm. Ish. <laughs> um, also, we are on the Twitter as PLD Pod. Uh, Chris keeps it lit with the TV tweets, and I just drive by with some random shit. <laughs> um, you can also email us at hello at poorlifedecision.com. We do want to hear um, some poor life decisions that you would want us to approach, and we will do the research and give you. Yeah give you your poor life decision episode yeah also tell us who you want to buy a drink for you know yeah we'll share that everybody deserves a drink (laughs) (laughs) oh i want to buy a drink for another round because i was listening to that saturday while i was cooking and i just missed them (laughs) you know what's so funny i just decided the other day that since we're in this quarantine I'm going to go back and start listening to another round from the beginning. I just decided that the other day. Isn't that funny? <laughs> I was listening to the Kwanzaa live episode. <laughs> <laughs> With the song. <laughs> right. With Steve Harvey. I love it. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, yeah. guys. Um, we just thank you for tuning in. Once again, we try, we're trying our best. Everybody's trying our, their best right now. And... We just want to encourage everyone to, A, stay home if you can. Um, if you have to go out, please protect yourself. Please be diligent about being safe. And we just want to try to make this time as bearable as we possibly can. It's rough out here, but we're also thankful. So, you know, we're going to do our part. Um, drink water. Drink water. <laughs> drink water. Seriously, guys, we're all about the drinks here, but during this time of quarantine, we do need to be mindful of just how much we're consuming. So enjoy Mm -hmm. those drinks, but drink you some water as well. (laughs) (laughs) Keep up with your skincare routine as well. Yes. Try to stay on routine. So we can be glowed up by the time we get out. I know that's real. Um, (laughs) And if there's nothing else, we just love y'all. And we just want to say thank you for coming and goodbye. Bye. I love y'all. Texture and extrovert because she needs it. <laughs> now, what is it that she wants? Tell me what is it that she needs? Does she hear about the brand new biz that you just bought for me? Because Sean didn't have no kids.